Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton and I come to you every Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. This show is brought to you by an organization called Million Kids. We're not one million, we're not a million, we're just simply Million Kids. And this show has to do with human trafficking, sex and labor trafficking, social media exploitation, and basically what we're after is keeping kids safe from predators. And the purpose of the show is to educate you about how all of this happens so that you can help us. No one organization, and I have been doing this 15 years, I know probably a hundred other organizations that do a variety of kinds of work to try to help at-risk kids or to stop trafficking or that kind of thing. But it takes each and every one of us because this is a, a bigger issue than I ever would have understood. And uh, it's it's a more complex issue. And that's a little bit about what I want to talk about today. Since I've been in it so long, uh, people will say to me, well, what do you think, Opal? Is this getting better? I mean, you, you get up every day, you beat your brains out doing this, and I've done it for years and years and years. And uh, some of them say, why don't you just give it up and retire? And I'm like, well, some days I'd like to do that, but it isn't getting better. In fact, it's getting worse in proportions that I find myself struggling to try to convey to you, the public, that maybe have a sense of it, but you're not sure what is really going on. So I do a promotion on this show. If you want to get an e-blast from us and find uh, real cases, by the way, we have a very robust social media program. Uh, we have a Million Kids has a Facebook site. Uh, I think it's called IE Million Kids now. That's because we got taken off of Facebook back in 2020 because they didn't like our attitude about uh, Proposition 20. But uh, they, they've decided to forgive me and allow me back on again. So I try to be good. So we are on Facebook. We only have about 9,000 followers right now. We used to have tens of thousands of followers, but that's how it goes. Anyway, we also have a private Facebook page. If you're on Facebook, go to Million Kids Supporters and request to be let in. Uh, that is a page where I keep people who really want to know about this, who seriously want to be trained on it. And uh, there's about 350 people on there right now. You can make your own comments on it also. But uh, I post cases sometimes two and three a day with my comments on them on what to be learned on it. So all of those are ways that you can stay current on this subject and get information. Now, I don't talk just about sex trafficking. We talk about labor trafficking and social media exploitation where our kids send some sort of you know, nude or illicit photo, or sometimes they're victims of deep fake where uh, someone is... Uh, altered a photo of them and then want to blackmail them. So these are all subjects about how technology is impacting uh, crimes of exploitation and that, and that we spend a lot of time educating the public. But what I want to talk about today, and I send out what we call an e-card, a promotion of this with a whole bunch of links on it. So if you want to see the links that go with this show, Go to millionkids.org. 
That's me and t- me and kids dot org, not dot com. That's a rock band. You won't like them, I don't think, but maybe you will. Who knows? Anyway, go to there and click on to receive our newsletter and you will get uh, this information because I'm referring to a lot of YouTube uh, in this particular show that unfortunately, because it's radio, I can't show you. So this this is titled Nine Months Later. And what I want to talk about is the impact of a bill that passed and actually passed in 2021, but didn't get signed by Governor Newsom until after the recall election and after the uh, preliminary election, which I find interesting timing. This bill was presented by Senator Scott Weiner. Uh, he is a Democrat. He feels very strongly th- about this bill. And uh he- a lot of people across California, a lot of good people of district attorneys and law enforcement officers and uh, sheriffs and like that all across the California are now trying to get it repealed. And he is standing firm saying you will not repeal this bill. But I want you to see what is going on with this bill. The bill is called SB, like Senate Bill 357. It is called the California Safer Streets Act. Nothing could be further from the truth, by the way, in this. And this bill, the the gist of the bill, basically says that law enforcement can no longer intervene if you are loitering to solicit for street prostitution. Now, that is, uh, it doesn't say if you're loitering to solicit to buy or sell. And it is an adult bill. Theoretically, if you're a minor and you're out there soliciting, uh, they will intervene because that is still against the law. It's early. Who knows what they'll do to that bill? But the big problem with it is, is that you can make up a 16-year-old girl to look like a 19-year-old girl, and you won't know the difference, and law enforcement can't intervene. Now, you say, why on earth would this bill ever get passed? Or at least if you're rational, you say that. I've said that about 400 times. It's kind of like, you know, people who look at me and tell me that we don't have open borders. And I'm like, what planet are you living on? You know, with millions of people, something like, uh, what, 8 million people since this administration's been in office has poured across the border and nobody can tell you who they are. We're now starting to be concerned that some of them are Hamas. Well, hello. What do you think? You know, when you have an open border, they all come and they're coming from all over the country. And the reason I'm off on that tangent is it mixes with the issue of SB 357. So what is happening? The reason why SB 357 was passed is that Senator Weiner and others said that um, that lorting for street prostitution is unfair um, to target because a lot of your transgender people are out there and police see somebody out there and they're dressed in some sort of unusual uh, clothing or something different. And they see them leaned over a car negotiating a transaction and they intervene and arrest them for prostitution or soliciting for prostitution. And the the other thing they're saying is that people of color, also the law enforcement targets them and they get arrested and therefore they have a record and they can't ever get out of the life. I don't disagree with that, sir. I don't. 
Uh, I think there is something to that, regardless of the color of your skin. If you're out there in a G-string and pasties and leaned over a car, law enforcement is going to conclude that you might be negotiating a transaction. And in those cases, before SB 357, you would get arrested. So uh, Senator Weiner said that's just unfair that and we have to protect those people from law enforcement. And I'm saying, I don't disagree with your definition of the problem, but who is going to protect all these people from their pimps and the gangs and the cartels that are putting them out there and taking all their money? Because the bulk of the people, especially the women, regardless of the color of their skin, are not out there willingly. None of them ever woke up one day and said, I think I will dress scantily and walk up and down the street just for the fun of it to see how much money I can make. I haven't met that person yet. Now, I have met some people that thought they wanted to be uh, high-end call girls, more like pretty women, thinking they're going to make two, three, five thousand. But most of them had never visualized themselves over on Figueroa Boulevard, walking the streets mostly nude and being abused not only by the people that are paying for the sex, but also by their pimp if they don't make enough money. So it is a complex problem, but that bill went into effect. What I want to share with you today is trying to paint you a picture of the reality of where we are nine months later. So this bill went into effect last year. He signed it quietly. He said it will not increase prostitution. In fact, they got a a, a service provider for victims of of sex trafficking to join with the ACLU to to um, to co-sponsor this bill. And now that same group wants to make $30 million grants, wants to receive $30 million grants so that they can help the victims of human trafficking. And I'm saying if you need $30 million, you knew there were going to be a whole lot of victims because that is a lot of money, especially for one or two organizations to control themselves. So my name is Opal Singleton. This is going to be a tough show, so I buckle up, stay with me. We're going to go up against that break, and we're going to be right back. Are you tired of eating at the same old restaurants? Let me tell you about a fabulous Italian restaurant we found in Riverside, Mamma Mia's Italian Restaurant. Their caprese salad is exquisite with candied balsamic glaze. All of their sauces are special recipes using only the best olive oils. The salads are fresh and healthy. They offer a wonderful array of pastas, including shrimp scampi, capellini, bolognese, and lasagna. They're famous for their gourmet pizza, and you can order online for takeout or have a special date for dining in with family and friends. Mamma Mia's caters special occasions and hosts private events. You have to try it out. Mamma Mia's Italian Restaurant, located at 10971 Magnolia Avenue in Riverside, one block north of La Sierra on Magnolia. That's Mamma Mia's in Riverside. Be sure to tell Michael, Alex, or Joseph you heard it on AM590, The Answer. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of MillionKids.org. I believe the four most powerful words on earth are, I believe in you. So we created a challenge coin that says, I believe in you on one side and stand tall, you are loved on the other side. This one-of-a-kind challenge coin is a perfect gift for birthdays, anniversaries, graduation, Christmas presents, or just an anytime gift for someone you love. 
What a powerful message for a parent or a grandparent to give to a young person. This two-inch coin is made of polished gold. It's striking to look at, and it is priceless to hold. It is packaged in a beautiful black velvet gift box. What a great way to leave a legacy of love that will last forever. To purchase this coin, go to millionkids.org slash gallery. Each coin is $25. Go to millionkids.org slash gallery to purchase and give a legacy of love. Real estate sales in the Inland Empire are really hot. Sellers and buyers recognize that these low interest rates will not last. Sean and Colleen at Caldwell Banker Armstrong Properties in Riverside are proud to sponsor this show. They are the best in the Inland Empire. They're fair, honest, creative, and they care about you and your situation. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, call Sean and Colleen at 951-529-4066. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. We are talking about the impact of life after SB 357 was signed by our wonderful governor and then everyone is telling us this will not increase street prostitution and i'm saying to myself they they had the audacity the audacity to call this the california safer streets act folks have you been to los angeles lately have you been to oakland have you been to millipedes have you been to san diego have you been to national city if you have not been, just go to YouTube and plug in. I have all the links on my uh, website, but you can plug in simply prostitution in National City or prostitution in Los Angeles or prostitution in Salinas, Milipinas, California. And it is absolutely depressing. I I looked at it yesterday. Now, I'm pretty tough. I live in this business. I take real cases. You know, I serve as the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Human Trafficking Task Force. These are men and women in Riverside County. And by the way, San Bernardino County does the same. And they go out and do everything they can to help these women get free from their pimps and get out of the life. The people that get caught up in this are victims, okay? And not everyone in prostitution is a victim, but the people that we deal with are serious victims. So let me just kind of lay out the lamb for you because a lot of people don't realize what human trafficking is. In fact, um, I when I married my last husband, because my first husband passed away, um, and today is my third wedding anniversary. Hallelujah. What a great a gift God has given me to have a, a great relationship. But he also, along with that relationship, introduced me to a whole lot of new people and uh, here in Riverside. And a lot of them will say, you know, why do you do what you do? And uh, why don't you give that up? And what they don't understand is and some of them went so far as to say, well, don't you think a woman has a right to sell her own body if she wants to? You know, this is not about that decision. And I want to make that very clear. You know, if a person is an adult, not if they're under 18, but if they're an adult and they choose to do that, male or female, I'm not in your business. I don't care. It's your life, your body. But what it happens in here is when does commercial sex change from uh, uh, a situation of 
a lark or a personal interest to becoming a victim. And that's exactly what happens is that somebody will come into your life and uh, it may look like a boyfriend. It may look like a a business partner. It may look like another girl. 60% of girls in commercial sex are lured in by another girl. And that is often a gang girl called a bottom that will recruit other girls. And the whole idea is when it becomes from independent providers to someone who is a victim is suddenly you either have force, fraud, fear, or coercion. Those are the legal definitions that define sex and labor trafficking. For instance, suddenly you'll have someone who says, hey, we're in business together. You know, I'm going to take some of your money. Uh, You owe me money for gas for driving you out there. By the way, I paid for the ad. So you need to give me some of your profits on something like that. And it will go from looking like a great relationship to having quotas. And sometimes those quotas are unfathomable that I can't even say on, on public television or radio. Um, because it's just you literally become enslaved. Sometimes they get drugged. Sometimes they don't. And that is an issue, too. When you look at the ones that are hooked on drugs, especially drugs that are like heroin or fentanyl, I think about this because SB 357 applies to all people. Look at the number of homeless people now in California Have you been to downtown L.A.? Have you been over to Inglewood lately or um, what's that, Gardena? Oh, my gosh. Street after street of Gardena is just lined with uh, old RVs, old cars, old tents. Um, You know, downtown L.A., there are sections you don't want to drive through because you have to keep your doors locked. You're afraid to stop at a light. And that is true of many of the towns within California. I went up to Oildale a while back because we have someone that works with me and kids out of Oildale. And she tried to tell me what it was like. And I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen stuff like this. You know, oh, man, I could not believe my eyes up there. It is a ghost town of real life. There is almost no real life left. They run a church without walls, which is, in essence, a tent for drug addicts and people in forced prostitution and like that. And it is uh, it it's you know, I, I can't even imagine what Sodom and Gomorrah was like, but I have to believe that this is a blueprint for that. And uh, you don't want to be there very long. I don't know how those people go in and do the the work. There are condoms everywhere and needles on the ground everywhere. Uh, I think I told you about the town of Mendota when I was training up in the center of uh, California. And they were telling me that town of Mendota was completely taken over by MS-13 gang, that uh, kids, regular kids could not live there and could not go to school there. They completely dominated it. Now, the police went in in groups. They brought them in from outside and cleaned it up. But now it's all going back again. And so what is happening and and what concerns me about SB 357, the situation where they're legalizing, well, let's say they're not legalizing street prostitution, but they're making it so law enforcement cannot intervene in the solicitation of street prostitution. So three of the videos that I gave you, you can simply go to YouTube and put in prostitution, National City or Los Angeles or Salinas. And you will see what I'm talking about. 
Now, when I heard about this, I thought, uh, you know, these are activists. They might be enhancing this a little bit. Maybe they're trying to use it to raise money. I spent yesterday afternoon watching these videos. And I'll tell you, by the time my husband got home from golf, I looked at this thing. I was nearly, and I'm pretty tough. I see this stuff. But this is beyond the pale. And these photos, these images ought to be on every television channel repeatedly until Governor Newsom and Senator Weiner decides to take their head out of the barrel that it's in, <laughs> let's keep this clean, and straighten this out. I am not kidding you. Women are wearing almost nothing, almost nothing. You know, a G-string and just a, a few things and five-inch heels. And uh, just unbelievable all throughout Los Angeles and especially National City. I'm speaking this week in San Diego, so I wanted to see, because I'm hearing about National City, keep in mind there's a big naval port down there, and the district attorney from National City and the district attorney from San Diego are all making very verbal, high um, visibility pleas to the government within California to turn this around. And Senator Weiner turned right around and said, I don't believe you and this isn't causing it. And I am not going to repeal this because you refuse to stand up for those people that are minorities. Well, what I see are a lot of people who are minorities out there getting heavily abused because law enforcement cannot intervene. These are not just local girls. Because this is now uh, a law where law enforcement can intervene, you're seeing van loads of uh, girls that pimps are bringing in from all across the United States. Up in Oakland, they're leaving the, the license plates say Las Vegas on them. And girl after girl, like 12 girls in a van, get out in front of a small elementary school. In one case, it was a private Christian elementary school. And they're unloading them to walk up and down the streets in front of those schools. We're hearing, especially up in the Bay Area, that we're seeing from the Chinese cartels, bringing in girls from Southeast Asia, from China, and they're bringing them in on student visas and work visas. What you have to understand is these people are not there willingly, but they are also not able to get back out. And the money they earn does not go to them. That is the difference between someone who decides I'm going to do this and I'm going to make some money and I'm going to be independent and a person who is a victim of trafficking because they are giving very large quotas. I won't say on the air, this is a family show, but very large quotas and all their money goes back to the cartels to enrich the Chinese cartels, the Mexican cartels, right here on our soil and our governor and our senators say that's okay. This is Opal Singleton. We're up against that break. Be right back. 
Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet, more than six billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. First of all, before we go any further, I know I'm uh, kind of hard on my uh, subject today, but I am just riled up, so forgive me. But maybe you'll get riled up and help me fight this. This is crazy. But I do want to thank each and every one of you that follow this show. I'm always blown away by that. You know, I'll go out to dinner and uh, somebody will hear my voice. I guess I have a strange voice. I'm not, I don't say anything strange about it, but anyway, they seem to think so. And uh, they'll, they'll come over and introduce themselves. And I love that. If you, if you see me out there, or you can certainly send me comments from uh, anything that you want to at opal, O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. I'd love to uh, hear from you because this show is really all about training the public and letting you know what's happening in your community with your kids and uh, what we can do about it. And quite frankly, I am not through fighting SB 357. I I fought it tooth and nail until it went through. Um, they even used my name on the floor up in Sacramento, and uh, they may have used it in vain. Who knows? <laughs> but but I uh, I put out a lot of money to beat this law. I knew where it was going. I am not uh, surprised in some ways, but in other ways, I am not just a bit surprised, but uh, certainly disheartened by what I see. SB 357 makes it so law enforcement cannot intervene if you're soliciting for street prostitution. So what you are seeing is all up and down California, a great increase in the amount of solicitation. And uh, it's uh, it, that doesn't mean that law enforcement won't run stings, especially if you happen to connect with one of those that's under 18, because no ignorance, uh, ignorance is no excuse for the law. 
uh, you're still illegal to have sex with someone under the age of 18. And it's still child pornography if you take a photo of that, by the way. I'll just mention that to you. But the other element that I think the general public doesn't understand is that when you're participating in that now, there is a high likelihood that you are participating with a cartel, whether it's a Mexican cartel, a Chinese cartel, or a local gang. You see, the gangs have joined forces with the cartel, and this is a huge way to make money. You know, think about how gangs normally make their money. They make them with ga- selling drugs or, or guns, um, and and those are natural kinds of things because, uh, you know, but they have to go get a new load of, of merchandise each time they sell. When you get into commercial sex, you can't literally market a commodity several times over in a night. Let's Let's leave it at a high level. And the problem with it is, is that you're no longer selling a drug or a gun. You're selling a human being. And that human being gets uh, violated, and then they do, they get you know not only do they get physically violated, but they don't get to keep the money that is being made. This is all about using people to make money for um, organized crime, and that is exactly how it works. Well, I'm looking at these videos, and I would encourage you, if you are interested in this, to go to YouTube and plug these in and look at them or go to millionkids.org and find the links and watch those links. Now, I will tell you, these are hard to watch, and I would not do that with your children in front of you, but it is the reality of what's going on. Now, Riverside in San Bernardino so far has had some exclusion to it. San Bernardino has been hit a lot harder than Riverside County has uh, over on 5th and G Street and like that. And, of course, Ontario. And and uh, that doesn't mean just because law enforcement can't intervene that law enforcement doesn't know what's going on there. Uh, so if you're interested, you need to know There are ways that people can be arrested, but they're setting up these brothels all over the place. And in looking, and I was listening and taking notes to these videos, they were saying down in National City, the business owners and management of companies all throughout San Diego and and National City are contacting their city council, their their mayors, uh, their law enforcement saying that they're being put out of business, that there is so much solicitation in front of their businesses. And I predicted this. This is even true in front of several of their churches. I was seeing a video there in Salinas. The man was saying, when the people get in the church, they have to lock the doors because there is so much illicit activity going on on their doorstep. And while they try to uh, you know, serve the community, they are in danger because many of these people carry weapons. Um, you know, they're violent to their girls. They say as they come out of church, there are condoms and uh, needles and all kinds of things going on out there. But it is also harmful for businesses because they many of the business owners in National City and Los Angeles are saying, there are so many people in front of my business that a legitimate customer is afraid to go through it to come in. They're also saying along 7th Street in National City, the women are flagging down cars. And, you know, there are legitimate hotels there, 
the legitimate hotels do not want to start to become a home to all that activity that many of the hotels now house that. And what they're finding is morning, noon, and night, the street activity, not a street activity that you want, but it's, it is really frightening. You're afraid to take your children in there. One of the hotels or a couple of hotels there in National City said they've had over 100 uh, people cancel at their hotel because they don't want to spend the night in an area that has that kind of activity on it. They're showing that many of these cars that are dropping women off are vans coming from Arizona, from Las Vegas, from middle of the of the country where they're hauling them in to make money and pull that back out of California. I'll tell you one of my first concerns when I heard about this bill is what about the fact that California and especially Los Angeles and Los Angeles County has a huge homeless population. Many of the homeless are on drugs and many of the homeless are women and they need money and they will be horribly violated and there will be nobody Nobody that is going to interfere on their behalf. And they're out there anyway. You want to make $20. And this is the kind of thing. It's like there are whole portions of California now that have literally deteriorated into a cesspool of humanity and human activity. And it is just hard to believe. You know, I'm a transplant. I wanted to come here when I was very young, and I did. And uh, I loved California. I remember when California was like the leader across the nation. Businesses wanted to come here. People wanted to live here. And yet it is just being turned into uh, basically a hellhole, if you will, based on this law. And, you know, for people to continue to defend this law really tells you how far that we have sunk in the name of leadership. I remember leadership used to be, be all you can be, you know, don't lower the the whole society to the lowest common denominator. Certainly nobody should be violated. And there are ways to protect people that are easily uh, targeted by law enforcement. But to be able to put all people at stake in the name of trying to prevent one small group from being violated is just some sort of insanity that I cannot understand. Uh, I One of the videos I was looking at, the small town of Salinas, that's a farm town in the middle of the state, and also Milipinas, and they were saying people who live in nearby neighborhoods don't want to even go near Kern Street. Every street corner has women scantily clad women day and night walking up and down the streets and their pimp cars go by and they are putting the pressure on the girls to make money. And they say they've actually begun, the girls have actually begun to knock on the doors of the residences in that block or several block area to see if they can solicit from someone inside the house. Now, this is just getting some sort of insanity. Church grounds are being used for uh, sex. One of the churches complained that they broke into their church bus and was having sex in the church bus, 
And the cameras show this going on even while they're having uh, services. Uh, I saw one article in Upscale Buildings out of Santa Clara. Uh, The women, they say, are being brought in from overseas. They have their passports taken from them. They're forced into providing services, and they are not paid. And this is happening in high-end apartments right there in Silicon Valley. It's break time, folks. I'm going to ask you to stay with us one more segment. Be right back. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. I want to tell you about a book I wrote called Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's all about how predators access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people using social media, online gaming, video chat rooms. Technology is changing at the speed of light, and we have to understand how to keep our kids safe from predators. So you can get this book by going to www.meandkids.org. It's $16. I'll sign it, and I'll ship it to you personally. We hope that you will order this book, Educate Yourself About How to Keep Our Kids Safe in This Day of Changing Technology. Join us each Saturday for our radio show at Exploited Crimes and Technology at 3 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Custom Service Systems, a proud supporter of Million Kids, is a family-owned and operated commercial cleaning company servicing the Inland Empire and surrounding areas since 1974. CSS takes pride in their ability to maintain the business facilities they serve and their long-lasting relationships with their valued clients. CSS provides a variety of cleaning systems customized to client needs, including deep cleaning and disinfectant to be COVID-19 compliant. From basic office cleaning to windows and floors, CSS will clean up your mess so you don't have to stress. Custom Service Systems cares about families and communities and wants to give back. Custom Service Systems are proud supporters of Million Kids to keep kids safe from predators. If you need the best cleaning services for your business or corporation, contact Custom Service Systems at cssclean.com. Again, cssclean.com or call 951-781-934. That's 951-781-9345. You will know you found the best. Custom Service Systems. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Let me tell you about my friend Doris Anderson at Remax Realty in Upland. She is amazing. She's kind, she's patient, but she listens. And she's informed and she will help you with your real estate transaction in a way that works for you. Doris, in full disclosure, often supports the work of Million Kids because she cares about young people. But she knows how to analyze a market, how to market a property, and how to find just the right transaction for both buyers and sellers. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate or invest in income property, contact Doris Anderson at Remax Realty 951-733-8899. That's 951-733-8899. 951-733-8899. AM590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. We're talking about the impact nine months later of SB357. That is the bill where law enforcement cannot intervene if you're soliciting to street prostitution. 
Well, as I'm doing this, one of the uh, doing this show and sharing all of this with you, we have a lot on our hearts right now. I get that. I'm very concerned about the wartime and the activity going on over in Israel and uh, uh, with the Hamas and the Israelis and and uh, Hezbollah and like that. And then there is a lot of discussion about what is going on at our southern border. And it's a it's a fascinating thing to me because as I try to help people understand what's happening because of our law change, at the same time we have open borders, we hear articles about the fentanyl uh, kind of uh, thing going on out there. And I've done a lot of studying of fentanyl. Fentanyl is going on because we have an open border. And as I start to look at how crazy all of this is, it really comes down to two things. And that is, you know, to to stand by for one of our, our uh, statesmen, uh, if you want to use that term loosely, I guess, up in uh, California to say, this is not the fault of SB 357. You know, you you are just using this to pick on the transgender population. Nobody wants to pick on the transgender population, but to enslave and to violate and exploit and set the stage for literally thousands of people that are being exploited right in front of our eyes on our streets is not an improvement. At the same time, nobody is being saved. Still, many of the women that are out there are women of color. Some of them are transgender. So your bill did not save anybody. In fact, it brought them in from all over the United States because they know your bill will make it so we can't do anything about it. The same kind of thing is going on at the border. You know, we have an open border. We're having fentanyl come through. Now there's all this discussion about how many are terrorists that are coming in. Well, you know, you've had 8 million people come in over the last three years. And you've heard me talk about it from this very microphone. And I'm saying out of 8 million people, at least 70 percent of those look like they are an adult male literally uh, military age males that we're letting in and we don't know who they are. Now, as in all things, some of those people are real fine people just trying to have a life and get free from some other country. The problem is we don't know which ones are which. So you can't help the good guy and get rid of the bad guy if you don't know anybody's name, where they came from, what their background is, and have them come in with the rule of law. So this whole thing of promote, you know, doing away with the rule of law and then promoting laws that actually decrease the security of our neighborhoods ought to give all of us pause. And I am saying that if we don't take a stand on this, and that's the very reason I'm using this bully pulpit, pulpit I am got right here before me, this microphone, to let you know the big picture. Because they'll take it question by question and they isolate it down and say, well, no, it's not really a problem. And everybody goes home because none of us want to look at problems. But all you have to do is take a drive into Los Angeles and if you have time on your hands, you should do it. It is time for us to start getting our head out of the clouds and say, enough is enough. If we don't rise up and make a point of standing together, and I'm not talking about doing anything crazy or violent. 
I am talking about making our voices heard in a legitimate and, um, you know, organized way that is not violent. I would never promote violence, but the silence, the silence is deafening because nobody really wants to look at this. And I get it. I looked at it yesterday and I thought, holy cow, tomorrow's my wedding anniversary. You need to put this away and be happy. And I am happy, by the way. But I also know that I cannot, in good conscience, leave a society like we currently are living in to the next generation and say, good luck, because I stand for something much more than that. And we cannot keep uh, electing leaders who think that this is all okay. We, you know, I'm not, I'm not good at being political, but I am good at knowing what I believe in and knowing my values. And I don't believe any man, woman, or child ought to be sexually abused or labor abused or physically abused. I also think that if we don't follow the rule of law, we will have no borders And well, country without borders is no longer a country. A city without regulations that are enforced that protect the weakest among us will not be a city. We really have to stop and pay attention to this. You know, human trafficking sounds like something far, far away and very extreme. But I'm going to tell you that if you've driven in L.A. or National City or San Diego or any of these towns, parts of San Bernardino, parts of Ontario, you have seen human trafficking. Now, what do you do about it? Do not go out there and get yourself involved. These people are very dangerous. But report it. And let me just give you, you if it's an urgent matter, call your police and report it. At least if it's reported, somebody is forced to look at it. The other thing is that with enough reports, somebody can do something about it. And the reporting hotline that you can do anonymously is 1-888-373-7888. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you that follow me and kids. It is millionkids.org. I hope you'll go on and sign up for our newsletter so that you can be informed if you really want to hear about the the matter and not just generally speaking, please go to me and kids on uh, me and kids supporters on Facebook and ask to join. You don't just uh, get let in. You've got to ask to be joined and like that. And you will see ongoing cases like this. In the meantime, I want to say a big, big thank you to people like Children's Fund and McDonald and and um, the Salmon Well folks over there that help support this organization and help us get the word out here so that we can protect anybody. And we can protect people in the street especially, but we can also train our kids how they can be leaders and not grow up where they get caught up in this and become victims. I can't tell you how important that is. They are going to see this every day in their lives now because it's being brought in from all over the United States. We have got to become the biggest importer of illicit sex of any state in the nation with this bill. And your kids are going to see it. So that is why we train. 
We train families, we train kids, we train corporations, we train churches. And we appreciate each and every one of you that go to meandkids.org and hit that donate button and support our work. We cannot do this without you. It is very important more than any other time in the in the nation history, I believe, that you start to have those hard conversations with your children. Let them know if they're teenagers, let them know what sex trafficking is and let them know that almost nobody out on that street that is now caught up into it grew up and said, one day, I think I'll walk the streets and be abused. They got sucked in because they thought that they were going to have a boyfriend or they were going to have a career or they were going to make some money. They will make the money, but they don't get that money. And they are highly abused individuals. And we, as parents, as leaders, we have to take the high road. It is time to hold these leaders accountable that put these bills in and tell you that it's really going to improve the situation or look you square in the eye and say, we don't have open borders. All you have to do is watch television for 20 minutes and you can see literally that they're lying to you. And it is enough is enough. We need to protect our communities so that our kids can inherit a healthy community and have a healthy future. Day after day after day, I see the quality of our kids' futures deteriorating. And I'm saying that it is up to us as a generation of leaders to turn that around. But to turn it around, you have to recognize the problem and come up with hard solutions that you are committed to exercising. So my name is Opal Singleton. This show is brought to you by millionkids.org. We uh, are online and ready to uh, hear from you. Opal at millionkids.org, O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Folks, I hope you have a great week. Put your arms around your family and let them know how proud you are of them and you're there to support them. Take care of your spouse. I'll see you next week on AM 590, The Answer. This message is all about Million Kids, the organization that helps locate missing kids throughout Southern California and educates to keep kids safe from predators. Million Kids educates school administrators, teachers, parents, and teenagers how predators identify a potential victim and the methods they use to recruit innocent kids. BMW of Riverside is a proud supporter of Million Kids. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adams Street exit off the 91 freeway or click bmwofriverside.com.